Hey everyone, welcome to the Mass Construction Show. I'm your host, Joe Kelly, and this is a podcast about all things construction in Massachusetts and beyond. Today's show is brought to you by Central, commercial carpenters and supporters of our conversation. Enjoy the show. Mike, you had two LinkedIn posts that I looked at, and to me, I saw a you know a, a similar thread, and I think it might be appropriate to short enough that I that I could read them, and I would be interested on your thoughts around both of these concepts. But the first one was: everyone has one big personal thing that stands in the way of their success. Find yours and deal with it, ASAP. Second one in bold: stop stalling and ship it. A good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. George Patton. Both of them, to me, were about fear, I think, at its core. Like, you're afraid to, to put something out right away because someone might say something or something might be wrong. You know, so both these things are around... Uh, you know, what is that personal fear in there that's kind of holding you back, whether it's to ship it or just to have success? What were you thinking with these? So I, I get it. It's funny that it, it's, I always find it fascinating what posts resonate, right? Um, so these were, I think the, the first one, you know, everybody has one big personal thing that stands in their way um, and you got to find it and deal with it. Um I find I find it, the more I the more I lead people and the more I talk to people, uh, oftentimes there's something big, usually, that's just completely handicapping them from further success. Right? Um, you know, it 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 could be, you know, it's some sort of a it, it, it's what it's doing is creating like an obstacle and a roadblock driven by fear for people. But it could be something in their background. It could be something in their worldview. It could be something in how they view the industry. Right. Um, and we tightly hold on to these things. Um, maybe it's just straight fear of failure, right? Maybe it's a lack of confidence, maybe, right? There's a whole bunch of these things that you could look, unpack, really an unlimited amount of them. But what I find is that people try to work around it, right? Instead of dealing with it, right? And the reality is you got to deal with it. You, you've got to tackle whatever this issue is. Um, you've got to get a handle on the fear, or you're not going to be successful above a certain point, right? You're going to cap out. You're going to hit a ceiling where you're no longer able to create outsized value for your leader, right? Or for your team or for your company, whatever that, whatever that looks like. So I think, I mean, you made a comment earlier on this around it, you know, the subconscious side of it. I think it is subconscious. I think that's why people don't deal with it, right? And I think the, the, the point of my post was um, kind of sit back and contemplate it right? Meditate on it a little bit, right? Sit back and think like, what really is standing in my way? What am I allowing to be a roadblock? That's a me, a me problem, right? I think a lot of times we look at other, other people as the problem, right? My boss doesn't trust me. My boss doesn't want to promote me. My boss doesn't want to pay me more. Um, I don't get the best jobs. I get the worst jobs. I don't get the big jobs. I get the little jobs, right? Those are all external, right? That's taking something that you're feeling and you're externalizing it and saying, well, my boss, my boss, my leader, my team, my company, right? What if we reverse it and say, what's the me problem, right? Um, in that case, maybe it's maybe it's I, I don't want to learn. I don't want to invest in education and learning how I can be better. And then maybe I do get the bigger jobs. Maybe it's a fear of failure. So I'm a very timid project manager and that's going to result in me not being given the really complex, hairy jobs 
where you need a bold project manager and you need a bold superintendent that are going to push the envelope on how they get things done, right? Um, so in, in that example, I mean, I think that's where my head was at was how do we, how do we become introspective about this? Even as a leader, even as a senior leader, right? When I, when I, you know, from my perspective, maybe I'm getting in the mode where I'm thinking, well, the team, this, the team, that Joe didn't do this. Joe didn't do that. My, my team failed at this. They didn't get this done. Well, what is it? Right. Did I not communicate my, maybe I didn't set my expectations clear. Maybe I didn't give them the tools that they needed. Maybe the reason the job's late is because they came to me and told me they needed three superintendents and I told them we only budgeted for two and they only got two and now the job's off base because I made a decision, right, that stood in their way, right? And those are a little bit more tactical. This is, I think, I was speaking more to like mindset and like, and 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 how you are self-leading yourself. But I think it all ties together, right? You've got to be able to be introspective and figure out what are these roadblocks? What are these log jams and how can I possibly clear them? I think people might listen to this and not understand how profound what you're saying is, even if you might not even think it is. What you talked about, about how you'll even create workarounds for your your issues, right? So it is nine times out of 10, your problem is going to be something that's subconscious. subconscious. You're not aware of it, but... It's probably something that happened in your childhood or whatever, and you continue to create this scaffolding around you to not have that happen again. So until you realize that it is internal, you can never get past it because you don't realize what you're doing. You know, I did it as it and what it happens is when you put all this scaffolding around you you can be successful but it's so much work to put all these other systems in place to protect from whatever it is you're afraid of or you don't want to deal with and that really bogs you down and stresses you out you have to just realize that hey no i'm doing all this extra stuff because i'm afraid of this one thing over here so Point A to B is a direct line and I can go, I'm afraid of what's in between A and B. So I'm going to go C, D, G, F, Z and get to B because I don't want to go straight A to B because that's a thing that I'm afraid of. Now, the problem is that's something that's a lot of internal personal work that has to be done to get there. But I think if people realize that everybody's doing it in some shape or form, but if you can figure that out, the freedom and growth that comes with that, I think is tremendous. Yeah. And I, I think, I, I think that's really good. I, I think you pointed out something that's important. The reason I wrote personal here is because if I'd written this without personal, people would immediately self-protect and jump to external factors, right? If it said everyone has one big thing that stands in the way of success, find yours and deal with it. People would be like, oh, my boss stands in the way of my success. My coworkers stand in the way of my success. My spouse. My spouse, my spouse doesn't, I, I don't have the freedom. I know it's yep. the kids. I got four kids at home. My lack I, of a degree. I, I don't have a degree and I'll just never make as much money as the guys that have the degrees. You'd immediately jump to that. That's not what I'm talking about. That's why it says everyone has one big personal thing. You, a you problem, right? A Joe problem, a Mike problem, right? Everyone has one big personal thing that stands in the way of success. Maybe there's more, but there's one big enchilada that all of us got, and we got to deal with it somehow. Um, and I can't speak to what that is for people. I think it can be a lot of different things, but I would encourage people, especially people that are looking to grow and succeed and and get more and be more, um, to be very, very introspective on this. Sit down and think about it. 
you know, take a, I, I find great, I find tremendous power in writing. I, I've, I've started a habit of waking up every morning and journaling and um, very free form. I write whatever pops into my mind. I write a couple of pages. Um, I am a writer. Like I, I am in general, I, I like to write. So, but I would encourage people take a piece of paper and just sit down really quietly yourself and just write down, write down what you think stands in the way of your success, right? Internal or external, and, and then actually unpack those and think, what is it about me? How can I turn this around to me? Oh, I think my boss is keeping me from the good projects. What could it be about me that would, let's assume, let's take the premise that your boss has your best interest actually at, in, in mind, your best interest and the projects. Why would he not assign you that project? There's a reason. So what is it? Maybe it's education, maybe it's attitude, maybe it's demeanor, maybe it's who the partners are and he knows that you're oil and water, right? I don't know. But how do you how do you unpack what that is and not just jump to the negative? Yeah, because you can only change you. You can only right? change you. You, you, you. And to be clear, you can change you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You can change you. For sure. And I think I, I'll share this not to make this about me, but just if it helps for an example, because it's kind of odd and I think this is so important that... I want everybody to do this with their life. But one simple one was I was a superintendent. And in most of the things that people struggle with is something that is burned in them early in childhood. And um, there's one guy that Gabor Marte listened to and he says like, you know, how you learn to deal with trauma or problems when you're young is how you will deal with it the rest of your life. But what works for an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old doesn't work for a 40-year-old, but we continue to do it, right? So pretty young age, things rapidly fell apart on me. My entire life, I, not realizing it until I really take a good, a good look back at things, I was always preparing for the shit to hit the fan. When's the bottom going to fall out and go wrong? So when I would manage a job, this is going out to the work side of things, I would always have so much lack <laughs> in a schedule. I would have 10 different backup plans for every scenario. And they'd be like, you do, do, you could probably get that done in two days. But yeah, but no, you know what? Last time the cabinets didn't show up on time. So we got to leave this slack. And if the cabinets don't show this, and I had this fucking crazy matrix of things. But in reality, it made me a fantastic superintendent because no matter what went wrong, I had the problem solved. And I did great. I know it sounds like I can pat myself on the back, but raises, promotions. I, like, I was working on one job. There was seven different superintendents on the job, and I had 80% of the work because I just fucking got it done because I was, but it's because I was fucking paranoid. Yeah. And that doesn't last, right? That's, that's not the way, you know, you, that's not the way you can survive. So I had to look at it and say, oh, this is what I'm doing. And realize that, okay, the answer is not to create all these mechanisms and be paranoid. It's let's plan properly. And you know what? Some things are going to go wrong. That's life. You know, it doesn't mean that your whole world's going to fall apart because this job came in two days late. Um, so if people could, I, I think that's kind of some of what you were saying in that post, but I hopefully, and I'm getting a little touchy-feely here, but hopefully people think about that and think about what it is internally that's that's holding them back and i think that ties pretty much to stop stalling and ship it right oh 100 yeah i mean stop stalling and ship it is just a you know we <laughs> I, I talk a lot internally about decision making and 
um, how to make decisions with 10%, 20%, 30% of the information. I think a lot of people, and especially a lot of personalities, want to have 99% of the information to make a decision. Um, I have some here that have 99% and are still, still seeking. Still not enough. Still yeah. not enough. They're still seeking, right? Because um, they're afraid. It's fear, right? Mm-hmm. So so we have a saying, people say it in this office all the time, ship it, ship it. And it's become sort of a joke, just like ship it, right? Like, guys, we're done. We're done with the underwriting. We're done with the model. Either we're doing the deal or we're not doing the deal. Ship it, right? And really, it just goes to the fact that like you, you cannot contingency plan for everything. The quote from George Patton that you read is, is I think, very, very, very um, impactful if people really think about it in the context of business and leadership. A good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. Time is money. There is a, there is a uh, both success, actual tangible success, and a psychological power to momentum and, and movement. And you can be stuck working on something for weeks, and the second you put it in motion, the mood changes in the room, psychologically, mm. right? There is, there, is a, there is something to be said for momentum and inertia and being in motion. Ship it, right? And if you're not going to ship it, then don't ship it, but kill it and be done with it, right? Yeah. Stop agonizing. Yeah, there's middle ground. Right? There's, no middle, there's no middle ground, right? And I'm not saying be irresponsible by any stretch. That's not where I'm going, but... Um, people, you can use a lot of excuses for why something's not ready to ship. And the reality is it has to go. Ship it. Ship it.